Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. I am your host Viz and tonight we are joined by The Walking Dead showrunner Angela Kang. Angela, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It is it is my pleasure. And I got to tell you Angela, I've interviewed well over 40 people throughout all the spin-offs and the main show, and I felt like they've all been leading to our chat tonight because the final 8 episodes the final eight episodes of The Walking Dead, guys, are premiering uh, in just over a week, October 2nd, on AMC and AMC+. Plus. This 11-season, 12-year saga on the main show is coming to a close. So, Angela, I gotta ask you, like I said, over 12 seasons, uh, sorry, 11 seasons, 12 years, over 170 episodes, what are you feeling a, just over a week before the final eight episodes premiere. Um, it, I'm feeling really nostalgic. I think. <laughs> um, I think a lot of us are. Um, I've been looking at old photos as we're doing publicity, and I'm still finishing up episodes. And there's just there's a lot to to do on the post production side. But um, it, it feels surreal to think that we're about to start our last block of episodes ever. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm thinking a lot about all the times that the cast and the creatives all spent making this show together and how special that was. And I was talking with my team a little bit before we went live. And, you know, you know, we were also talking on everybody that's been watching us from the beginning. It has become arguably the biggest TV show in television history. And that's just a, an amazing feat that you guys have accomplished. What was it like when the final scene was shot and it was done and it was wrapped? Uh, what were the emotions felt on the set? Um, gosh, it was such a mix because it, we'd been wrapping people out the whole shoot. Like we had hoped to have um, a big scene um, where we could wrap almost everybody at once, but because of just schedule changes that were out of our control, um, we ended on something that was really kind of mundane. It was almost like a, it was like a second unit shot, <laughs> but people came back to the set to kind of celebrate the, the camera wrap and, you know, confetti cannons went off and people cheered and people cried and hugged and a party started. So, it was really, it was emotional in many different directions. I can imagine. Now, before you became showrunner in season nine, you've been a writer for this show for a long time. I believe you started back in season two. Um, how did you first come on board going all the way back to season two with this show as a writer? So... Um, when this show started its first season, I actually had a job on another show called Terriers and all of us that were writing on the show, we read Frank Darabont's amazing pilot, um, at the time. And we were all like, this is the best script that's, that's out there right now. Um, and we all just watched it as fans and I read all of the comic books. Um, and when my show Terriers, the one that I was working on, wasn't renewed for a second season, uh, my manager asked, well, what's your dream job? If you could be on any show that's on TV, what would it be? And I said, The Walking Dead's my number one choice. And 
he somehow got me a meeting with the right people. You know, he put my script in front of the producers. And I think Gail Ann Hurd was the first one that read it. And um, she passed it to Frank. Frank read it and responded well to it. And then it's just I went in for an interview with all the producers and I was really intimidated. But <laughs> that have been lovelier. It was it was Frank. It was Gail. It was Robert Kirkman. It was um, Dave Alpert. It was Glenn Mazera. They were all in the room. And so um, the rest uh, is history. Yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> I feel very happy that uh, it went OK. Uh this final season has been broken up into eight episode bits uh, the first eight, the middle eight now we're going into the final eight for you as the showrunner did you see each eight episode segments as their own little mini seasons um whenever we do our seasons you know usually we do 16. this is the first time we were asked to do 24 in a row although for the audience they don't experience it that way uh-huh but when we're working on it, it's all like one story, but it we always have, even with 16, thought about it in terms of like, it airs in a block of eight. So across the eight, we're gonna tell a kind of a story, mm-hmm. but across 16, that's like one larger story. So we always try to kind of have, um, for the block of eight, there are certain things that will resolve themselves. And then there'll always be stories that go on. But, you know, we also try to change up the vibe every eight episodes or so. Now, uh, all great shows eventually come to an end. I mean, The Walking Dead, you know, it couldn't go on forever. Uh, With that being said, and you being the showrunner for the final three seasons that with COVID have spanned, what, four or five years now, uh, did you feel an added responsibility to make sure the show was wrapped in a way that it deserved? I, you know, it. it's just when any show ends, I think the people who are involved want it to be great. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's hard to make things great. And, and well, so, it's not, well, the thing yeah. is, you got to remember, you're not going to make everybody happy. That's the main thing to remember. Not. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's just, and that's okay. Like, I think that, what we the way we approach it is like what do we think as like those of us that work on the show we are first and foremost fans as well mm-hmm. of this source material and of what frank set up in the very first episode so like what do we think is the story that we've been trying to tell and what does it mean and what do we want people to feel and what do we want them to take away from the experience of watching it and it's like, and then from there, you you try to make the plot work. But, um, you know, it was really challenging to, to produce anything during the pandemic. There were just such different rules and we were all like figuring things out. And we went back to filming well before most shows did. Yeah. We were filming for a long time before almost any other TV show and movie got up and running. There were a few and we were like one among few. So we just, it's... It, it was a daunting experience in a lot of ways. <laughs> so um, hopefully we, we did okay. And you guys set the standard for a lot of other television shows as well. Uh, a lot of people don't really know what a showrunner's responsibilities are. They know what the director does, the writers obviously, the producers to some extent. A showrunner's job really deals with every, every department. Uh, how would you best describe your job as a showrunner to people 
who see the title but have no idea what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the interesting thing is it's sort of a it's an industry title because my official title is executive, executive producer. producer. But, you know, the idea of the showrunner has kind of become more popular over the last, I don't know, decade or so, um, although they've always existed for a long time. And usually the showrunner is, it's like a head writer, but with a lot of additional responsibilities. And yeah. your job is to um, be in charge of all of the creative for the show and deliver the finished episodes to the show. So. That starts from um, making sure that the writing is um, in good shape, making sure that the scripts come out, you hire the writers, you hire the people that are going to be on that staff, you hire the key department heads in conjunction with um, like the line producer and things like that. Um, anything that's like a creative position, like you're, you're weighing in on who is helping to make the show. Um, and then you know, during production, you're helping the director understand the vision mm -hmm. and giving them notes on what you think is the tone of the piece, like what are important story pieces. Uh, a lot of the time you're down on the ground helping produce. Um, and then on the post-production side, you have the final cut. So um, whereas in movies, um, the directors kind of do a big cut. And then a lot of times a producer does come and, yeah. and pass on it. But in this case, um, the director does a cut and then I, as the, the writing producer, do the final cut on an episode before it gets turned in. That's a and lot. Then I, and then I oversee the post-production process. Like I review all the VFX. I work with the composer. Wow. Like, Look at color, like every little piece that goes into it before it all gets turned in and goes to the audience. That's that's, that's yeah. mind blowing. Uh, a lot of people were surprised, uh, including producers and whatnot, when the final season was announced. Uh, knowing that you had this limited amount of episodes, uh, and you directly working with the writers. Uh, was it a challenge to make sure the story about the Commonwealth got its proper due on the show? Yeah, I mean, because the plan sort of changed midstream because of just a lot of circumstances changed during the pandemic. I think that was true for many, many shows. Yeah. And many so we just kind of had to adjust course as best as we could but you know we were sort of midstream already so there were certain things that you know we sort of kept going with but other things we were trying to quickly adjust um and just trying to make our best use of the runway we had you know yeah. um so those are just kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like in television, you're always thrown challenges all the time. And it's it's never exactly what you think is the ideal version. There's never enough time. There's never <laughs> enough money. You always want like more opportunity to like do more stuff with the story. But, um, you know, it's like, I think one of the things that you do in a creative job like this is like you try to apply creativity and, and do the best that you can now like i told you before we went live amc was kind enough to share the first two episodes that are premiering uh next weekend and they start out at 100 miles per hour the first two i'm really excited to see the other six um 
Should we expect some twists, surprises, uh, shocks as we go through these final eight episodes? Without giving away any spoilers, of course. Yeah, without giving away spoilers, there's there's definitely twists and turns, and um, and hopefully some stuff that is that is a fun set of surprises for the audience. I'm sure there will be. Uh, from your days in the in the writing room, um, like I said, you've been with this show for so long. Uh, which episodes really have a special place in your heart? Uh, when you were back in the writer's room. Oh, wow. So many episodes. I remember an episode that you were on in Talking Dead, and you were discussing that episode with uh, Marauder Joe and the conversation that Norman and Andy, Daryl and Rick were having while sitting by the car and how that really stuck out to you. Uh, That seemed really close to your heart. That one is really close to my heart. That was the end of season four Mm -hmm. when um, the group gets to Terminus. And I co-wrote that one with Scott Gimple. And, um, and it was a really, it was a fun process. Like we were, we were doing it last minute and, you know, Scott had a bunch of thoughts on what the episode might be. And I kind of like took his thoughts and ran with it for a while. And then he took like what I worked on and ran with that more. And um, that, that scene between um, Rick and Daryl, I just feel like is such a great scene um, with those two actors. I think that they just, they put so much life into it. And it was also just really interesting from a process standpoint, because when you're writing, like you're imagining what each Mm -hmm. character thinks, but a lot of times you're also kind of like working out your own thoughts on something. And I think like, when we were talking about Rick ripping out the throat of of the guy, right? And it's like, and that's from the, it's based on something from the comics. And he's like, I, I did what a monster does. And I was like, you know, though, it's, it's horrific, but if somebody's about to hurt your child, like, I get it. Like, are, mm-hmm. don't, are, are, don't people get it? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't they understand? And it's like, as a parent yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, like, totally you know, and I, I had just had a young child myself and I was like, I, and he was like, yeah, but it's so horrific. And so like our own, our own kind of conversation about it sort of morphed into the Rick and Daryl conversation. Yeah. So like I, I kind of like wrote more of Daryl's perspective and he kind of had Rick's perspective in that in that scene so wow just- how how interesting is that now same question but let's turn it over to when you became showrunner did does the added responsibility of being a showrunner take away a little bit of the fun you had while just being in the writer's room maybe a little <laughs> bit <laughs> yeah. it's you know it's this funny thing where it's like you get to this job by being hopefully good at writing, Mm -hmm. which is like a purely kind of creative thing. And then, you know, as producers in TV, you also have to like figure out the responsible stuff, but it's like, you're sort of like this, this introvert that lives in your head. And then you're like the, like a CEO of a small company. Exactly. And then, you know, you're doing like human resources stuff and being in meetings with executives at Mm -hmm. the studio and dealing with money people and, and um, that 
those parts of it, you you do those parts so that you can do the stuff that's really fun, which exactly. is like on the creative, working with the actors and the directors and the musicians and the writers. Like, so it's sort of like it's sort of the price you pay for all of the other cool stuff you get to do in this position. Absolutely, there have been we've been flooded with questions since we announced you were going to be on tonight. An interesting question on Twitter is. In these upcoming eight episodes, is there any particular performance that for you really stands out that we should be on the lookout for, for many of the actors? Uh, somebody that really ramped up their game, that really brought it. I mean, I'm sh they're all great, but yeah. are there any standouts? There, I mean... There are so many excellent performances. Like, I'm not lying. Like, I'm not doing this to just, like, cover myself, like, with the cast. Like, it's truly, truly, like, there's such exceptional work from all of them. I, I have to say that I have a couple of soft spots for, there's some scenes with Rosita and Eugene that really pull at my heartstrings like they're just they because they have like one of those special relationships yeah. that has gone a long time much like like say daryl and carol who mm -hmm. also have like scenes that i think are exceptional but you know there's i feel like just to put the spotlight on like a lesser thought of pairing they have been through so much as like two characters that just started off like thrown together in over a lie and have like become best friends over time. And just, I, I think they're firing on all cylinders. So there you go. Christian Serratos and Josh McDermott. Keep an eye out right. on for them. Uh, the show has spawned off uh, a lot of spinoffs. Uh, do you watch the spinoffs? Are you a fan of the entire universe itself? I, so I love the entire universe, but I have to say that because I'm a showrunner, I don't have a lot of time to watch I TV in general. So I'm not caught up on things. Like I kind of dip in and out as I can because it's like the, usually what I have time to watch is like I'll have like 20 minutes while I'm scarfing down food and I'll watch like SNL sketches or something. I like hear that. you. Yeah, I, like I, I totally get it. That's how I watch a lot of screeners to get ready <laughs> for shows. Uh, Michael Satrazimus was our guest last month. Um, uh, I asked him about if there was a rap party. He said there was. And a lot of old faces came back that it was really good to see. How was that for you, getting to see some of the old faces that have been gone off the show be brought back for that rap party? Oh, it was nice. Like I, it was really good to see people. Like a lot of people came back. Um, a lot of like crew members that had been gone for a while um, came back. Like it was great to see Mikey. And um, it's you know, it was a really, it was a really lovely cast party. It's just like the a rap party, I should say. It's um, it was emotional and it was just sweet and yeah. silly. We had a good time. It's like saying goodbye to uh, a very good friend, you know. And yeah. the, it's also like we're like, we're, but we're buds now, so we're not. This isn't like really goodbye. It's exactly. Just like we're not. We're not working together every day anymore. But I'm gonna see you. So, exactly, you know, Angela. I mean, I want to. I just want to congratulate you. You took the helm after Scott uh, in season nine. Season 9 was great. Season 10 was phenomenal. 
uh, with the uh, Whisperer season eleven. We're just uh, we're loving it, waiting to see how it all wraps up. I want to congratulate you uh, for an amazing job that you have done with this show for so many years, and it's been inspiring to watch you work as a writer and as a showrunner. So do you have any final thoughts you want to share with the fans before we go? Oh, I mean, thank you. That's it's super cool and, and nice to hear when people respond to the work that we do. Um, I think what do I want to say? I just want to say like for the fans that are on and for anybody that might watch this, like the fans of this show have been so amazing. I'm going to, I'm trying not to cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, like the fans are. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the produced a, a fandom like no other. Yeah, it is. Just, it's such a special fandom, and the the art that fans make, just the communities that they have formed and the friendships they've that have formed, like the people around the world who have kind of like come together over this show, has been so surprising and so beautiful. So, I'm just I'm grateful to every fan that is still watching the show obviously but even the fans who watched at some point and maybe fell off like i'm that way with shows too like there's shows that i love that i'm yeah. like i'm definitely coming back to this but i'm off of it for now <laughs> and it's like life happens or maybe something just wasn't to your taste and that's all cool but it's all part of the story of this incredible show and it's like we we would have never gotten what we got without the, just the passion of the fans who who were like, please give us more zombie story. So, um, you know, it's a rare thing to be able to do a show for as long as we have. And um, the fans just, it's it truly, they touch our hearts like every day. Like, I'm not just saying that, like you, you have no idea. Like, oh, I believe you, yeah. Like yeah. I said, I've spoken to a lot of people on this universe and Angela, that made me emotional. Thank you so much for being on here. Guys, I wanna thank you guys who are tuned in live. And those of you who are going to be watching this later on, I want to thank our guest, Angela Kang. Again, the final eight episodes of The Walking Dead premiere Sunday, October 2nd on AMC and AMC+. Don't miss it. It's the final eight of the main show, you know? If, like Angela said, you have stopped, just like a lot of people tuned in to watch Rick's last episode, you got to tune in to watch how this show ends. So please check it out. On behalf of Angela Kang and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.